This is the Barrel Racer's Edge podcast. Whether you're training your first maturity horse, putting the finish on your current barrel horse, or maintaining a seasoned rodeo horse, we're here to give you that extra edge in the arena and in life. The Barrel Racer's Edge podcast is a show that digs a little deeper into the things that are going to get and keep you and your barrel horse at the top of your game. We're going to be chatting about everything from saddle fit to checking your brain at the gate, conditioning to working on answering that age-old question of train or pain. Thanks so much for joining us. Now let's dig in. So I think most barrel racers have had the experience of entering the arena with a full game plan only to check their brain at the gate and become a complete passenger along for the ride. So today we're going to be chatting with our resident trainer, Elena Black with EV Barrel Horses and our teacher for all things energy, Marion Hutton with Marion Hutton Energy Work. Um, Both are instructors with the Barrel Racers Edge online program that we have that is going to be opening its doors again in February. So, um, uh, Marion, maybe you could um, start off the conversation just by explaining a bit about what's actually happening in the brain when we do this and why we do it. Sure. Well, I, I really want to honor that, that when you do um, get to the gate and you're feeling nervous, it's very normal. And um, when we, the gut feels stressed, it sends a signal to the brain and the brain recognizes this stress signal and then wants to categorize it in order to send um, a response that would be appropriate. So all of your previous memories of trauma, et cetera, are stored in the hippocampus, which is the library of your brain, so to speak. So with the hippocampus and the amygdala, we receive this stress information. And um, with this information, and more information is sent to the limbic system to prepare the body to release hormones. These hormones allow the body to deal with this perceived threat and allow you to run screaming, fight, or in your case, run around three barrels as fast Mm -hmm. as you can. So this happens through the release of these three hormones. Both stimulate blood circulation and override thought in favor of pre-programmed reflex actions. Cortisol increases the blood coagulation, quiets the digestion, and sexual function suppresses the immune function And all of this in order to focus better on the fight or the flight in order to create a better outcome. So there you are. That's why you feel the way you do when you um, are ready to get out and run through the gate. Mm -hmm. So if we know that's going to happen, then our goal would be, how do we get you back to center as soon as we can? Like what Mm -hmm. is, what technique can we, you can use out of your toolbox. that's going to get you back to run that, make that run as strong, strongly and confidently as possible. Mm-hmm. And one of the ways is to send a new message um, to that brain, um, rewire that brain somehow with message, messages we're going to teach you. Um, and if you want to learn more about this, you can look at the work of Rick Hansen or Peggy Hooker, mm-hmm. um, because we want to create these anchors that are based on your senses, that the senses that perceive the world. And there'll be certain techniques that will be stronger for you 
and other ones that um, might be useful in a different situation. Um, so we're going to turn it over to Elena to see yeah. how she works with her students and herself in these um, stressful moments. Yeah, so really good to have a lot of things in your toolbox. Um, like right off the bat with my students, if we're at a race, um, like Marion had alluded to, I like to let them know, like, and honor the feelings that they're having, because that's completely normal. Mm -hmm. um, just so that they're not panicked. Um, you know, I, I, this could be a lot of younger students, because that's mostly what I'm coaching at the races. But I know a lot of adults that also are fighting these feelings. And, and <laughs> your horse definitely is going to be feeling it as well. So um, yeah, so I just really want to let them know, like, hey, these feelings are normal, you know, and this is kind of what the things that these are the things that you can do to help that have helped me. And um, like right away, um, what I get a lot too is I can't feel my toes. <laughs> you know, they're just like shut right off. Um, you know, and this is at the point where we're like getting called up pretty quick up to the gate. So um, mm. panic trying to start setting in and I'll just encourage them to uh, use their contact points possibly wiggle their toes. I know that works for a lot of students as well, but really try and find um, moments of being present. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, all this stuff can be, you, you figure it out eventually down the road, what really is your thing that's going to bring you back like boom instantly. But um, yeah, I do encourage their contact points and softening sets uh, that's a lot of stuff that we do go over in our course that we offer as well. And, um, one of my biggest things that really helped me too, uh, it used to be a star. I would etch a little star in my top of my horn. Um, I've now put that into a triangle because I just feel like four or sorry, five points in the star of things to remember in your run, like the most important thing. So I've narrowed it down to a triangle which is a really powerful geometric shape. Um, and right away, when I look at my triangle, it reminds me of uh, a mountain pose. So mm -hmm. that mountain bringing huge, like a big base underneath me and it grounds mm -hmm. me instantly. So that, that one really works for me just by even looking at the triangle shape. Mm -hmm. um, so I will have my students, uh, what is the first most important thing? to remember what is the second most important thing and what's the third most important thing. And that's also an opportunity to kind of go away from the commotion. Um, you know, I usually do this right on my horse, probably 10 out before my run. I'll just go away from that, that uh, hot zone at the gate, let my horse just sit there and I'll just really think about grounding myself with that triangle, that mountain like pose. And, um, think about the most important things. And, and that, that's definitely different for every student, every horse, whether it may be deep ground, shallow ground, um, you know, mm -hmm. it, it yeah. can change. It can change. Um, and do you find these things, sorry, that you're um, remembering too, have you gone through them in like a visualizations before your run? So you're kind of tapping into something not new. It's like something that you've already been practicing. Yeah, definitely something I've always been practicing. So especially like I ride a lot of different horses, but um, with that horse in particular, that I know I'm going to be competing on. 
all my slow work. I slow it all down on my pattern and slow it down so much that I can just really get it in my brain at this spot. This is where I need to be doing this. Um, you know, and it can be, it can be stuff like sit at a certain spot, like really sit deep at a certain spot or maybe use the word, whoa. And we're finding also with the word, whoa, um, it really is an opportunity to almost ground yourself. Cause if you say it in a way that it is like, whoa, like a nice deep tone, you're blowing out. If you do that right now, you're going to be blowing out that air. And I find that it goes right to my seat as well. So, um, <clears throat> not saying that I would do that, but I know that works for a lot of people. Uh, it could be, you know, you know, you got to hustle your horse up to third barrel in order to get up in there and get deep. That might be encouraging them with a whip. Um, it could be looking at a certain point. Like I, I know I have a good friend who always had to look at her third barrel in order for her horse to make her first, mm. her, her first barrel, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. The hardest thing to do, but it's what worked. And, and that horse, man, oh man, he was amazing. So um, three major things I'll tell them like, go away from the, from the hot zone set for a minute, use your contact points, go through that triangle, look down at your horn and just breathe. You know, breathing is also another huge thing. And, um, do, do you find that it's almost like you're changing the story in their head a little bit? Like, you know, when they're like feeling like they're leaving their body or their, their toes are kind of going numb. Do you ever hear what story they're telling themselves in that moment? Yeah. A lot of these students, I kind of know what story they're telling yeah. in that moment. <laughs> but just so people can kind of identify with it, you know, to kind of be aware of it is the first step, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Like maybe just like what it means if you make a mistake, it could, if you make it mean something big, hey, then it's kind of like a bigger story and more pressure as opposed to just breaking it down and, mm-hmm. and focusing on the things you can do maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, like we talk about in intentions versus versus attention, right? So mm-hmm. instead of putting their attention on all those things that, you know, could go wrong or, mm-hmm. you know, they could be an embarrassment in front of mm-hmm. these people. And, but what are your intentions? What are your intentions out there? And, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I try to drill this in, but that's where I, I think the triangle is really important because you can go over it and over it and over it. And hopefully in those few <laughs> seconds that you're out there running a pattern, it'll, it'll be there for you when you really need it. Right. Totally. Yeah. I've definitely used that tool, learned it from you and it's been very helpful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Very helpful. I think the key there, Tiffany, is that, um, is the practice, the daily practice that goes in, mm-hmm. Um, over and over again prior to using that tool in a stressful situation mm-hmm. that's yes. the key. Yeah. that this all to re- retrain the brain or rewire it that requires you to know what your intention is and be very clear about what goals you have simplify them um, know what you have to do to, in order for those goal to, goals to be accomplished but that daily p- practice of simplicity um, and, um, your awareness and being present is what will help you in that stressful moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're not making your triangle points up that morning. Yeah. 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 
Hmm. And that's another big thing too. Like when we do go through that in our course as well is the whole mental imagery and, you know, just doing it over and over and training your brain Mm -hmm. how to make those quick reactions without, um, blowing it everybody's blowing it it, really yeah no no yeah I've said it before but there's always a so feeding into that negative sorry to interrupt but when you're feeding into that um picking out of the negative um the story that Tiffany's talking about we want to put in as many positive stories so we can change that tendency to go to the glass half empty versus the glass mm-hmm. half full. Mm-hmm. So it's more your automatic setting. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I just am always so interested in the stories because I think they're so powerful. And I think so many times we don't realize we're telling ourselves these stories and it can increase or decrease the pressure so much. And even after, you know, like Elena always talks about, um, there being a lesson in, in in anything. I mean, even if you knock all three barrels and the gate guy on your way out, there's going to be something <laughs> valuable to take away from it. And if you see it as, oh my God, I just made such a spectacle of myself. How are you going to feel in your whole body? And then if you think, oh, hmm, interesting. I wonder if I needed to lope that horse a little bit longer or you know and then the next time maybe you go out and win the rodeo <laughs> and maybe you needed to experience that but it, isn't it interesting how you could miss the lesson if you were just thinking about how you looked you know you could just totally be like oh my god I'm not cut out for this <laughs> yeah well I think that goes back to the clarity of your intention if you're really clear mm-hmm. about what your intentions are you keep them to three as well mm-hmm. I think that will help um why you're doing it. Yeah. 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 And so Marion, I think you had, you know, a bit of a, a tip for us when we're trying to pick these different cues to bring us back. Right. So all of us have our own unique um, way that we perceive the world and we have strengths and weaknesses in um, those uh, senses. So Um, In the course, we do a lot with different kinds of um, areas that you might be um, strong in, for example, visual or auditory or tactile. So we give a a variety of techniques you can use, but um, somebody that might be a visual learner would be very um, sort of lean towards Elena's um, cue of the triangle. Um, Somebody else might... um, be auditory and um, might have an affirmation like I got this or you know this is good or smooth is I think Tiffany's <laughs> smooth is fast um, I'm also really big on everybody using a physical response in the body and that is because when you are physically in your body and aware of your toes or your seat or whatever the strongest contact point is it realigns and centers you and it makes that other sense even more um, deeply connected. So you're more aware more quickly. Um, so we teach about softening sets and contact points um, in the course. And I feedback is really good on that with writers. Um, we also want that body to feel. So you might want to put your heels down or you might feel um, you know, the hands and the reins in the hand and soften your hands. So all of those things kind of come in with body tactile. Mm-hmm. 
you might, might be a verbal person, as we mentioned earlier about saying, whoa, and how that vibration goes right down through into your, um, your seat and actually goes through all your chakras. Um, so, you know, you can, in different situations, a different cue might be um, more appropriate. So all of those are anchors that are going to help you be um, a more confident rider. Um, and the more you do these, as we've talked about before, the more that you're going to get back to presence faster. And that is the goal. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, thank you so much, ladies. That was a great chat today. And um, we hope that some of these tips will speak to you. If you can pick the one that's your favorite and maybe give that as your homework for your next run, getting ready for it. Because remember, you got to practice at home before you try it the day of. Um, but yeah, until then, enjoy the process and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode. It's from conversations like the one we had today that inspired us to create a program that's now called the Barrel Racers Edge Experience. Doors are closed right now, but if you'd like to be the first to get notified when they do open this February, head on down to the show notes and I'll leave a link for you there. We hope you have an amazing day and don't forget to enjoy the process.